0: Hey there, and welcome to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one mystical, magical page of Talmud a day. And what a page we have today, a really incredibly otherworldly page. And to discuss it, my good friend, my boss, my rabbi, in many ways in life, tablets, editor-in-chief, Alana Newhouse. Hello. Hi. The the person who said yes to this daily podcast. (laughs) I hope you're not regretting it. it yet.
1: No,
0: not at all. So, Alana, you and I share many things in common, and, and one thing that we share is, call it, if you will, superstition. Yes. And today, I came across this incredible paragraph in the Daily Duff that I just had to share with you. Here it is. The sages taught in the Tasefta, what is an effective amulet? It is any amulet that healed one person once, and healed him again, and healed him a third time. That is the criterion for an effective amulet, and it applies to both a written amulet and an amulet of herbal roots, both if it has proven effective in healing a sick person who is dangerously ill, and if it has proven effective in healing a sick person who is not dangerously ill. It is permitted to go out with these types of amulets on Shabbat. So in other words, (laughs) the Talmud seems to be telling us something kind of like, interesting and funny and almost contradictory it says like well of course we believe in magic but let's be rational here you're only allowed to wear it if the magic's proven to work what do you make of this
1: i mean i guess for me the really fascinating wrinkle is in the period of time before the amulet's power is proven because that's the time when you have to have faith right so you are trying an amulet and it hasn't yet worked. But what the Talmud is telling us is, is that one should be constantly engaging in the idea that amulets might work and maybe even constantly trying out new amulets. I mean, I I particularly because well for two reasons. One, because I think that there's an assumption on the part of some people that Judaism is hyper rational and comprehensively rational and that amulets wouldn't even be you know, a red string or a chamsa or an eye, um, maybe a, a modern convention or maybe a, a something that a was more specific. A marketing right. Yeah, exactly. Or like some fashion statement. But the truth is, is that the notion that material life could be a container for mystical power is rooted in our most essential texts. So the first thing to do is to know that, like, the idea of believing in this stuff is not great, is not foreign to Judaism. And not only that, but they give you instructions for how to believe in it. Right. So for me, as somebody who does use, I wear a a couple of different kinds of bracelet amulets. I wear an eye charm from my mother. My mother used to keep a box of a hundred eye charms that she used to give out to everyone who would walk in the house, basically. Every time she went to Israel, there was this one guy in the Shuk who she used to go and she used to just buy a whole box of them. So I even use amulets and I'm very interested in them. But I guess I I have to be honest, I've never been scientific about my amulets. I, I'm sort of thinking that maybe I should be. Like, maybe i should keeping a spreadsheet of whether or not my amulet has worked once, twice, three times. And if it hasn't, start switching them out.
0: Well, that puts you in, in a totally different category. Because if you have several amulets, as you do and as do I, then you have to wonder which amulet brought about which good fortune.
1: Yeah, that's where I feel like... The spreadsheet could come in and may be useful.
0: <laughs> I, I think there's there's probably an app for that somewhere, A an amulet uh, efficacy uh, measurement tool.
1: Totally. I, I would love an app that actually allowed you to track your amulets.
0: So um, let me ask you this. In conclusion, I love what you said about Judaism having its material, mystical traditions and, and how these two are intertwined. And yet you are right. There is a certain kind of preparatory mindset required here, which is the mindset of of faith of actually believing this thing might work. A lot of people are listening right now and saying, come on, guys, Like you you got to be kidding me with this kind of talk. Is there any kind of exercise that you could offer for anyone who may be still skeptical to approach kind of amulet-wearing 101? How do we go about, if we've never done this before, and prepare ourselves for the possibility that these things might actually work?
1: I think maybe you don't have to. Maybe part of the reason for the scientific method here is that the proving happens in the experience. And if an amulet or what happens to you when you wear it or use it makes you believe, then you now believe.
0: I love that. In other words, that is the faith-generating tool rather than faith being a precondition. Exactly. Amen to that. Alana Newhouse, thank you so much for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.